possible. Now the Eagles to come back again. To fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts are Wazza and Dan. Well, the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles brought to you again by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts. Um, Wayne would love to have been with us. Last week he was away and this week he's interstate. So unfortunately we couldn't get the Skype uh, hookup going. So sorry, Wayne, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, we miss him to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And next week, guys, because it's uh, the Easter weekend, um, we don't know when the show is going to be done, where it's going to be done, who's going to be on it. But we'll let you know. So we'll keep you posted on our Facebook page, Twitter and Instagram. So keep a lookout for that. Uh, let's get into some footy news. Um the main topic before the derby was the tickets and how they can't get to the 60,000k mark because of the constraints put on by the WA government. But we got 58,269, so it's only one and a half thousand off. Was it 59 or 58? No, 58. 58. I've made a typo there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't know how I feel about that. I, I think we should have just... I know they... The, Design this um, stadium to be able to easily be extended to 80,000. 70, it is. 70? Oh, yep. I heard 80,000. Um, and they can do that quite easily. That's the way it was designed. But I think they should have just bit the bullet and, and done that because it's not just footy. And derbies, they'll sell out. Finals, we're in the finals, they'll, they'll, they'll sell out. But it's things like Eminem played there. Did Ed Sheeran play there before? Yep. You know, I think Pink, I'm not sure where Pink. Played, but she no, was here. Pink didn't play there. Pink didn't play there. But um, these these concerts are selling out, you know. Taylor so, Swift was it Taylor Swift? Close, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not really. The same gender, but <laughs> nothing alike. Um, but you know what I mean. I'm thinking yeah. the fact a year in and we're already selling out as far as we can with the restraints you just touched on. Yeah. Uh, I think we might have made a mistake only making sixty thousand. Yeah, well, I think they have. And a 1,000 of those are tourism packages and they only sold 100 of them last year. So that there, in effect, needs to be changed. But it's just strange that um, it was all the news the week before the game and then we get 1,500 off the, the most we've ever had at the stadium. So maybe one day we will break that 60,000K barrier. Until then, they will not put in the extra 10,000 seats, I don't think. It's funny, though. It's still nothing compared to Melbourne um, MCG with the MCC. They have entire blocks oh, dedicated. Yeah. And they've had sell-out games. And you'll see an entire block with not one person sitting yeah, in well, there. Yeah, that's just another... So there's all these loopholes and legalities... I can do a whole show under on dealings almost you know where it's just these stadiums never actually truly sell yeah. out uh, let's get under the under the field danger field um, whoa he was pretty lucky mate if that second hit had uh, hit uh, the ball on the head we wouldn't be talking about Gaff and Brayshaw anymore well that's the thing 
there was a crackdown. They said they're cracking down. Yep. They said not just hits like gaffes that can lead to injuries yep. if they connect. And it's pretty much well known that he threw a wild punch, things happened, and he broke the kid's jaw. Saudi displaced teeth, you know. And hearts all go out to Brayshaw. Um, he accepted it was an accident. Gaff, you know, mm. is honest. He pleaded guilty to get over but there was supposed to be a crackdown on these things like if I know Dangerfield's second swing was a glance by the but as he was going down the two momentums it hit him in the mouth yeah if he had hit it him it could have been Dusty's elbow last week to the face the, I'm thinking what reason, happened to cracking down on these things the reason I brought it up is Dusty was done similar thing got two weeks downgraded to one Dangerfield gets a two thousand dollar fine if he had connected I would have loved to have seen I don't want to see anyone rubbed out but because he's the biggest name player in the game would if he got eight weeks or would he got more well, that's the thing that frustrates me and a lot of supporters and a lot of the media too is the tribunal system seems to be on an outcome basis. Was the player injured? This is ridiculous. And you can string this on to tackling. Um, oh, I can't remember. Was it Setterfield from Carlton? Yeah. Tackle. Swing tackle. It was nothing wrong with the tackle, mm. but the players hit his head yeah. and he got two weeks for that. So this outcome basis, I find, is ridiculous and should oh, be scrapped. I don't like seeing people get injured, but to base, you base it on the act. Yeah. You know, it's not like, right, you were speeding, but you didn't hit anyone, so you're fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, Callan Ward from the GWS, one of my favourite players, is unfortunately in the ACA. He's out for the year, mate. Well, like I said, I hate seeing anyone injured. All right, but, glass half you know. full. GWS are playing great form. Oh, playing I think behind the Eagles, they're the one of the best sides in the comp right now, and they've done it without him. It was his first game back. Glass half empty. What a player. Yep. And it's just so sad. He's missing a whole year. And it's at the end I of rate career. him so highly too. So you know? hopefully he can come back. Ben Brown staging. Man, I saw this and I just went, oh, my God. Now, this is one thing that they're supposed to be uh, trying to take out of the game. And uh, he's got nothing. I've seen play... Oh, I think he got a please explain or a fine in the end. He got a please explain. But, but still, but like, I've seen players die. He got a free kick for it. I have never, ever seen a player leapfrog into the air before he dives. I've seen Franklin dive. I've seen Darling throw his head back. I see Rance dive. He do his Rancy dive all the time. But I have never, ever seen a player almost leap into the air to do the dive. And um, He's lucky he didn't get the guy on the uh, head. But the, he, he just missed him. Or he grazed him. But umpires fell for it. How did they fall for yeah. it? And you look at the replay, there was and no push that they kind of just had his hand on him and he's leapt into the air and, and threw himself. And then his coach sticks up for it. And I'm like, hey, you got to be freaking kidding me. Unbelievable. Um, let's move on to Carlton. Um, man, I was looking at a stat. They've, what, won three games since 2000, in the last 36 ten, games. Ten rounds of... Two thousand seventeen, I believe. Um, like I had it on my phone. I think they've only been. Yeah, Essendon was one of the teams. Um, Brennan Bolton. Uh, look, he's obviously been there and he's brought through these players. But there's got to come a time where you've got to sit there and say we've made a mistake here. Um, we're not getting any better. That they say they're getting better because the percentage has gone up per games, but they're not winning games and. Like they said on a couple of free shows, it's done by W's and L's, wins and losses. And the more losses these 
these kids had. It's going to be demoralising for them. And they've got Robert Walls sitting down the club. I don't even know why is at the club there to state the friggin' obvious what's going on. You don't need him down the club. They know what's going on down the club. Why would you want such a clown in your club anyway? Robert no, Walls it. is just... He's intimidating. He, 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 got, he got fired because his coaching style was too old school. He just couldn't coach anymore. Um, he got pretty much cut. He had shows on Fox Free where he was the main man. And he got cut to special comments once a week. Yeah. Like, this isn't a man whose footy knowledge is up to date, basically. He, um, it's from back in the peg. But I think they're just reaching for anyone that's got the club history of Carlton to help that club rebuild. Yeah. But I heard something, and I found it very interesting. My thoughts on it is... I think they're going to go backwards before they go forwards again. But they've been going because backwards. Murphy, Simpson, you know, a lot of their good players are still their older players. They've been players. going backwards but since they got... That's the thing. I heard this thing, and it made me think, and I think they're um, 100% right. They're young players. We say have potential and all this and that, but they haven't lived up to it yet. They're not getting the best out of these players. So I don't think it's Bolton's fault, but at the end of the day, you're coaching your team, fitness team around you. There's something wrong there. Uh, Alex Cetra, Peter, I can't even say his name, but the WA boy, you know, he hasn't come along as well as oh, we thought. Septon Strelotsky. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. so, uh, Alex, yeah. we'll just call him Sexton, but that's that's the Gold Coast yeah. player. That's him. Petrus, oh, I'm not even going to attempt it anymore. Um, he's just not come as long as well as I hoped. You look at that side. Welsh has come along first year, brilliant player. Uh, we all know Cripps and stuff, but the Kernos haven't. Kernos is all what if that will be great, but they aren't. Um, Cruiser never lifted, lived up to his number one um, draft pick, but he's a rare case because it was injuries. He had how many knee ops he's had his whole career, um, and the ex CEO, whoever it was, come out and said that was a bad trade. They should have given up number one pick. Well, I, I said just it. all these players, and no one has come through. I, in I all said these it years. when they first appointed Bolton, who was the wrong person to give that coach. I know he's a young guy and he's innovative and he did good at Hawthorne, but Ed Hawthorne had players around him and he took over from a great coach and he was filling in. He had that behind him. Him as the main man, maybe not. I thought that needed to be somebody with more experience put in there. And at the end of the year, if Peter Simich cannot get that job, Peter Simich will never get a job in the AFL because he should get it. Well, that's the thing. If you look at what he's done with the under-18s, he is a guy to look at. So VFL, AFL, whatever you want to call it, have a look at it. Let's move on to another... Just this coaching right. merry-go-round has thinned out the pool. I think that's the problem. Yeah, there's too much... Like, there's just... Too much forecast. Gold Coast is just... Yeah. Too many coaches have moved, so it makes it hard. Simic needs to be the next mm-hmm. in line. Um, we're pre- briefly going to touch on this because um, I don't want to go on about it because of the Brayshaw gaffing, but Mrs. Pavlich, if you're going to make a tweet on Twitter, make sure you know what you're freaking talking about, okay? Um... The reason why he was cheered, because it was his first game back at Optus, and if you cannot understand that, I don't know what's going on, because you're a doctor, you're a nice person, um, you're married to a football great, and I reckon if you had your time again, you'd probably retract that. Oh, definitely, and she's got a history. Uh, last Derby, she done, She tweets a lot, um, but, yeah, just don't get involved. There's so many reasons why he was booed every possession last week. So it's like, well, we're going to cheer him because he's an Eagle player every possession yeah, he gets this week. Well, well, there were so get... many reasons why we cheered a player. He just signed a new contract that cost himself 
millions. And the, and if if you want to be a real smart ass, for the next five years, he's going to get booed at every Fremantle game. They tried so, to boo him. That's another you thing. Will not forget about it but you seem to forget about Alex Savani and Dean Solomon and that's my that's my bit on it you're you're an idiot and Fremantle fans out there stop fucking whinging I've had enough of it <laughs> they get they get up my get up my goat man I've had enough um let's go closer to home I'm a lion player um on the next generation page on West Coast Eagles for life on better than the rest uh the social club Every week, every other Eagles page, you seem to see a post on uh, Chris Marston. Chris Marston has played 202 games, but why he's he's so maligned? I put up a bit of a post that wasn't read right. Um, The reason why he's maligned is because of his turnovers. It's not saying he was a bad player, I'm just saying that's the reason why he's maligned. When I looked at at the ground, I had one view. When I looked at it on TV, I had a different view. But each week it comes up and people are getting sick of it, I guess, because Gary Stokes has come out and said he had an outstanding game as the five things we learned. Well, Gary, you're wrong. He had a great, a good game. He wasn't outstanding because there were seven other players that were ranked above him, or eight. Maybe it was even a bit more. Okay, so, so he was ranked 12th, yeah. So, so you got that wrong. He was ranked 12th on the ground, mm. so 11 players were better than him, yeah. 10 were worse than him. And I think that's what irks people the scenario, like this whole scenario, is you're pinpointing it on Maston where he's middle of the pack. You're saying that player needs to be dropped, but there's 10 below him that didn't perform as well. Yep. Um, and... The thing, and we said this off air, the thing with Maston, and it's really... Okay, everyone's allowed their opinion. On the Next Generation page, jump on there if you haven't, great Eagles page, We everyone's allowed their opinion. But people are stating things as fact. When they're not. No, sorry. They're saying it's their opinion when they're stating facts that are actually incorrect. Yeah. They will say things like, he turns the ball over every time. That's not an opinion. You're saying a fact that's not true. He doesn't yeah. turn over. Say, oh, he turns it over more than any other player. Again, that's not your opinion. You're stating something that's a fact he that's incorrect. He might have turned it over early in his uh, career, but his last year, he yeah. ran at 83% last year. And you and I, I'm actually quite a Maston fan, um, but uh, you and I have a bit of a joke about this. Like, quite I'm, a bit. The biggest, I'm one of the biggest Maston love. I've got a big bet online that yeah. he's going to get 250. So when I do it, it's because I want more out of him. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? but it's one of those things where you and I have this joke that he turns it over in his first couple of possessions. And I don't know if that sticks in people's head because he, he'll have a bad turnover at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And then that just sticks in his head. And people remember one, everyone since. Yeah. Now, let's put this in um, contrast here. He had three turnovers. Mundy had a great game. Fremantle had nine. I heard Hearn had ten. Although Hearn had eight. Eight. Gap and, had eight. And then Mundy had nine. Yeah. So you're slamming someone saying he's always turning it over for over three turnovers. I, I, I think the reason that it, it was amplified this week is because one, the first one hit the point uh, was a point. Second one resulted in a goal, not from his indirect turnover, but because of it in the play. The third one resulted in the goal, and the fourth one, as you said, was a kick to. It was a, actually not a bad kick, but the person who was on the receiving end didn't put his effort in to receive the ball that well. Oh, and he's another person he, he, that's going to end up maligned. And we're talking about Vardy here. He misread the ball. Um, yeah. It was actually a kick. It was perfectly weighted. It wasn't a spear kick, and 
he wasn't pushed under the ball. The player he had a lot of space, but he ran completely under it. Yeah. And he ran under it. And I'm thinking that was a perfect pass. Just slow the. You've got your space. There wasn't but a play near. You. you don't and, see it like that. And that's what another thing we comment. Seeing it on TV, watching it at the grounds, doing things. Yeah. If you saw that in the ground, you would have gone, "Oh, Masson screwed that kick up." On TV, you can see that a player's actually misread the ball and ran under the bloody thing. I got to admit, I had a different view on the TV, and it was uh, unbelievable. But I just want to wrap it up now. So. If anyone's ever met Marso, he is one of the most down-to-earth guys. He wouldn't give a shit what you're saying about him because he just gets on with the job. He does a job. He's played 202 games for a reason. He's a great servant of the club. Um, but if you're going to say someone on social media, make sure you've got the, f- the actual facts to back it up and make sure you'd be able to say it to somebody's face. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Yeah, uh, just one quick thing. Yeah. We're not going to change people's minds on Maston. You know... I think he's a servant of the club, great soldier. But what I do want to talk about is a certain player, you might not have heard of him, Josh Kennedy. Now, the stats have come out for most games in a row without going goalless, effectively. He's had 59 games in a row where he's kicked at least one goal. Next is Jeremy Cameron. Third is Tom Hawkins at 21. And uh, Malksham from Essendon, 15. You combine the next three players' totals, they still haven't yeah, right. as much as... That is an amazing stat. And we combine that on what we've mentioned in previous podcasts where no one's kicked more goals, averaged more goals a game than Josh Kennedy in the last four years. I mean, what a star. Yeah, he is. And, and, and you know what? In the first two games, three games, he's been rusty as hell. And that's just my opinion. is not a fact. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still doing good. So That is almost a fact. <laughs> I'll give you that. But it's funny because he's keeping the goals ticking over. Because I said the same. He's rusty as he kicked three on the week. He kicked two before, one for the week before. He's still kicking these goals. And we're looking at it like he's so rusty. He's so rusty. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Right, we're going to get into our next segment. But I'm briefly just going to touch on the AFLW. Uh, the Eagles have signed. Uh, they had to sign up to eight players. And they, I think they signed them all. They got Dana Hooker, which is a two-time All-Australian. She played at Fremantle. So she's probably the biggest signing of the club. Um but I got a few others from uh, Freeman. I got Melissa Caulfield, Ashley Atkins, Brianna Green, Courtney Gard, Alicia Jans today, uh, Paris Laurie, and Kelly Gibson. So they're all from the Frio. We could take eight from Frio. Um, we could take four from everywhere else. So we've taken, um, I think her name we got today. We got uh, Belinda Smith. We got Maddie Collier. Um, we got a girl called Mackenzie Dowrick, and there was one other big signing, uh, it was um, Emma Swanson, she's from the GWS, um, so they're the girls that have uh, formed the nucleus of our 2020 game team, so look forward to that. Um, if you're a girl and you're around about that age, 18, 19, and you've got football, I'd start getting into it because you might be able to make yourself an eagle somehow. And um, I wish I had a daughter because that's where I'd be pushing it. But others have differ. Uh, Wayne, he's not really into it. And um, Dan, he's probably not into it as well. Look, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give it a chance. Um, just because it's eagles, I might give it a go. I just hope it doesn't drain the pool. But the only thing I've really got to say on it is... Uh, God, wouldn't Freo be bitter? Oh. We hit that eight-player mark, so I think we've hit our cap. I think we took eight players from them. All right, guys, we'll get into our next segment, which is the final siren. It's the final siren. 
Right, the 49th RAC Derby, even though it was the first RAC Derby, all the rest were the Western Derby. Um, Eagles come out winners, 10 goals, 9.69 to Fremantle, uh, 7.14.56. Darling and Kennedy got three, Petrocelli got two, one was a ripper. And for Fremantle, you had McCarthy, Tabner, Walters with two, and Hogan got the one. Um, as we said, 58,200-odd at Upton Stadium. Um, before we get into the game, I want to talk about Glendinning Allen medal. Uh, Shannon Hearn won it. It's the third one. Is it the third one in a row? Uh, not, sure not, not in a row, but third All one. Right, third one. So he had 32 Two disposals, eight pressure acts, 10 contested possessions, uh, eight marks, 15 intercepts, three tackles, 84%. Efficiency. Um, Jason Dunsell gave him three. Bridget Lazy gave him three. Uh, Jakovic didn't give him any, which is weird from Glenn Jakovic. But um, when you listen, sorry, to he does that a lot. He's so. I'm not going to say anti Eagles, but I think he wants to make a name for himself and me, so he doesn't want to show biased. So he's actually harder yeah. on the Eagles than he, any other commentator. You, he's not. He's not biased on the radio because you'd, yeah. you'd probably think he was in a Fremantle jumper if you did listen to him. Yeah. Um, the TNG voting, we voted pretty much the same. Hand three, Shepherd two, and Gaff one on the next generation uh, voting and she leads it overall but let's get back to the footy that was the best players um, West Coast won its eight consecutive derby and basically it was an inaccurate free man all that we won was we won by 13 points and um, it was weird watching the game because uh, Eagles got out to a five goal lead and uh, Dockers could have been closer but they had one goal nine by half time well that's it and that, that's their major fault they they're so bad by foot. Um, we now this was a scrappy. This was a horrible game to watch. This isn't one for record, but you're going to replay. It was a grind. I it was you ugly. get these you get these games though. And the important thing, if the opposition comes out there and makes it a scrappy game, you've got, effectively got to play a scrappy game to, as well. And we won. I felt because it wasn't this spectacle of a game, people almost acted like a loss. And I, that mind boggles me. Because I remember um, Carlton last year were slammed because they were trying to play attacking brand of football at yeah. the beginning of the season. And they got slammed. And then they're like, they've got to go defensive. They've got to go defensive. And then Eagles was their next opposition. And they did the exact same thing. They turned into a flooding, a scrappy game. But you've got to just grind these games. And that's what good teams do. We did it again, and we won. And it was just such a Ross Lyon coached game. Like, the flood. I don't know what it looked like at the game. Yeah, on they TV, brought us, they brought us back down massive flood. I'm glad you said uh, Carlton because... And don't take this the wrong way, but one of the guys on on social media, and he he does a great job. He contributes a lot. Damo against Carlton last year, he said a hundred point win. I said, don't get too cocky, and we got over across the line by ten points. This week he put on there hundred and thirty points. And I said, mate, you've just given us a kiss of death. We're going to scrape across the line. And what happened, Damo? So pin your head before you say it again, man. The gap, the gap, the gap. I've got to... Kiss of yeah. death. As I said, as long as I get the four points, I'm happy. But uh, the, the gap between the worst teams and the best teams aren't as far as oh, people no. think, And if you're really. off the boil, you're going to lose. No, it does. It happens all the time. Well, let's talk about some of the Eagles players. Andrew Gaff, you know, second game, first game back. So I got cheered at the Optus Oval. 35 disposals to go with a 35 head last week. So if he keeps averaging that, we're laughing. It's like, Jesus Christ. I don't think he's... He, like, he fitness why? Yeah, that's what I was about to yeah. say. He he's... um. The pressure of footy, he's got to get used to yeah. again. Um, 
missing that many games. Uh, not but, too bad. He turned it over a few times. But if you're not getting your massive. hand on the pill 35 times, I, I don't... Mate, that's what I'm saying. So it's I not a fitness thing. He's getting his ball. I will He's make getting an allowance for eight uh, turnovers, if that's what you don't want to call them. Depends on where those turnovers are. Jack Redden. Now, uh, before I say Jack Redden, Sheed was kept pretty well quiet. He was tagged out of the game pretty much in the first half. But it was good because Jack Redden jumped up and filled in what he did last year with 33 possessions. Yoey had 30. He was running amok. That's what makes our midfield elite. It's not like elite talent carrying it. It's any player can step up. We've said this when Yo gets tagged, we smile because then Shuey gets off the chain. If they don't have a good one, Sheed's really coming of age. Gaff does what Gaff does. Redden steps up, you know, yeah, you we don't rely on one player, they never have. Shepard had 27 touches at 100% and Rotham in his second game, 17 touches at 100%. That's absolute brilliant. In a, a high pressure game that we had like that, for them to get 100%, that's exceptional to me. Uh, Shuey was quiet, but he still got 24. Um, Darling, like we said, probably... I didn't think he had a great game, but he got three goals. Uh, Josh Kenny, still Russie, got three goals. Petrocelli, that second goal he got, the crowd being at the game, it was it was brilliant. It was like the one, you know, a couple of weeks. But it was just brilliant because it was a combination of Ryan and Petrol, and it was just speed. Like Ryan just ran it through the midfield, kicked it forward. It was a great kick, but just it didn't bounce right like if it went end over end he would have just ran into an open goal but no it fumbled and he couldn't no he didn't fumble the ball bumbled around yeah. you know so he but his pace he just ra- decided i'm gonna pick it up just run around the free yeah, player anyway uh in the rucks we had the uh, love bite hickey and he had 13 disposals with 21 hit outs vardy had 10 with 20 hit outs and three tackles but neither of them bothered the goal umpire they're up against low Lob, he had uh, 30, uh, 20, oh, 17 touches, and no impact as well. So you could probably say the Rucks sort of like <laughs> took each other out of the game because they both didn't really have any impact on the game, really. Um, it was almost like a wet weather game with the humidity and the dew on the grass. The big men, no big man really stepped up, really did amazingly. Um, you mentioned Rotham earlier. It's not fair. I feel like he's going to get dropped for Jeddah to come in because they I can't have Backman. But he doesn't deserve to. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll keep him, then they'll move Jeddah somewhere else. But no, nah, they can't. They tried him on the wing. They tried him forward. It never worked. He's just... He's kicking, especially with his running out the goal square. He takes more than turn when he well, plays it's a, now. It's a, it's a good spot to be in when everyone's pushing for a selection. Oh, isn't it good? You wouldn't want to be a selector. Let's talk about the Dockers. I don't really want to talk about the Dockers, but we have to because that's who we played. They will be ruining their inaccuracy in front of goals because they they took it up to us and that, that, they wanted to go and they got the contested ball, but they're kicking and their shoddy skills, uh, they just... It doesn't seem to be getting any better. And I'm not having a knock at, because uh, I've got a lot of Fremantle fans, but that has been the biggest downfall in the last three years is their skill level is absolutely friggin' shit. They don't have good kickers. They just, they don't. But, all right, so... It Monday was, was ten, At the end, it was 10-9 to 7-14. Yeah. But a lot of them, it wasn't just them inaccurate. They were taking shots from bad spots. A lot of them were us rush behind because they just bomb it long. Now, Tabnicky. if you wanted, if you hadn't seen the game, you wanted proof of that. Look at our backs. Who dominated? 
It was intercept mark. Shep in that first half, which is intercept mark in there, yeah, was well, kicking it. He had like well, hand, 27 disposals, Hernandez with 32. Because they just bomb it long. Yep. So all that does is you're taking shots from bad angles, you're but getting rushed behind, or we're just intercept marking. If you're 15 metres dead in front and you hit the goals, <laughs> they hit the post, not good kicks. you're not kicking, you're not picking a spot behind the goals to kick to. In juniors, you get told to pick a spot behind the goal and you kick it to that spot. Almost if pick a not, person. If you're not doing that, you got to go back to basics. Um... Monday had a brilliant game. He always does. He's, he's a brilliant player. But my concern with Fremantle is when Monday's gone, who's going to step up? Because he had 36 possessions. If you took him out the game, he's got it walloped. Um, they said Brayshaw, he's doing a great game. But he, he butchered the ball every second time he had it on the game. Um, Reese Conker is still getting into the... The swinger thing, but that turnover he did to oh, Oscar Allen. I was Allen, just about to say again, though, the kicking. The pivotal time of the game, when you do not want to turn over a ball, especially deep in defence, and you kick like that, that is, I don't, to me, it's unacceptable. You, you, you're not you're not thinking, because I was at the ground, and he wasn't under pressure when he kicked it. Oh, no, not at all. I'm sitting there going, and Oscar Allen's probably sitting there going, how the hell did that end up my hands? And it ended up being a goal, and... I'm glad he got that goal because he didn't have the greatest game and he's a favourite of mine. But that was the game in a nutshell. You looked at the stats. We had more possessions, took more marks. That's our game style. Better disposed efficiency, slightly more inside 50s. It was just... My, Michael they're Walters, so scrappy and bad kicking. My, my thing before the game was we had to keep Michael Walters quiet. And I think we did pretty good. Hutchins got, on him. We got two uh, cheap goals late when the game is probably over. But, yeah, Mark Hutchins is one of the... He was fuming about those um, two goals, apparently. He... He wasn't on him at the end, and he got those two cheap goals, yeah. and apparently he was fuming because he moved him forward. He got a few cheap well, disposals, a couple of goals. He's like, I've kept him quiet all game. He moves he, forward. He someone plays on he him. He considers himself the Ferrari, so, yeah. um, but we'll talk about more of that in the next segment. Uh, end of the day, like you said, um, the game was won. It was a grind. It was ugly, but you've got to win those games. Um, we got the four points, and it sets Eagles up for the season. Now we've got Port Adelaide coming up. Um, you know, because if you drop these early games, it, it makes it harder along in the year. Um, for Fremantle fans, I look, uh, I don't know what to say because you've been putting up with it for 25 years. But um, things just, to me, is if you're going to attack the ball, attack it and attack it with will. Um, don't go half, half because that's what you're doing. You half of you are trying to defend, and um, I don't know if that's a coach thing or not, but. Um, it's funny that we've won the last eight. We've taken 29 wins out of 20 now. And it goes and flows because they won their seven before that. Yeah. So I think if we win the next one, that's the record. Yeah, nine no, in I think a row. I oh, know, yeah. I think we've, had, uh, we've got the record, but it's we're, drawn. We're the first nine. So um, anyway, is a win to the Eagles. I'm glad because I don't think I'd be happy if I was sitting here today talking about a loss. No. <laughs> they just... But, I don't, as I'm with you. I don't want to harp on my food, but they need to change their style of play. Yeah. 56 points. Yeah, that's they've, not good they've, enough. They've got to get their play going, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but fast back from this week anyway, so that might make them a little bit happier. All right, guys, thanks for tuning into that section. We'll get on to Bounce Down. It's Bounce Down. Oh, well, Eagles play poor Adelaide Power this week at Optus Able on uh, Good Friday. Good Friday's going to be different, isn't it? Well, let's be honest, the AFL uh, needed us to come in, Port and the Eagles, to save Good Friday footy because the 
debacle that was Ruse versus Saints last year. What a joke. I think they had 18,000 people rock up. Yeah. This should be a, an event. And Port and Eagles have played close games and really good games of footy. Have a bit of a rivalry that's built up between the two teams. Should be a ripper. And uh, don't take this wrong if you're religious, but football is my religion, so I'm glad it's on Good Friday because now I've got something to do and Optus is my new church. Look, <laughs> we do a lot of prep work for this podcast, especially Daniel. Was is always telling me, you do a lot of research, Dad. Like, And so I've read through the entire Bible. Not once have they said <laughs> there is no AFL footy on Good Friday. Not once. Yeah, it doesn't say it, so come. Yeah, there's a good, a good point that you just put up. I'm going <laughs> to jot down and I'll use that one later on. Um, look, it's going to be a return of um, Lysett. So what will the crowd reaction be? Will we boo him? Like, all these fans say we boo. Um, and, you know, why will they boo him? Um, my, my answer to that, my, to my question is, we booed Chris Judd when he first come back because, of course, he's going to freaking get booed. Okay. I personally, I don't boo. I don't, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm an int- a bit of an introvert. Yeah. So saying that, you know, I, I want to be more an extrovert. So if you see me, come up, say good day, Eagles fans. You know, get me out of my shell a bit. But I'm introvert. I, I'm not actually loud at the footy. I, I, when a good goal, I'll stand and I'll cheer because of the adrenaline. But I'm not loud, so I don't boo. Will he get booed? Fuck yeah, he will. <laughs> Pardon the language. But I won't, don't like it, but that's the way it is. And the fact is, booing is contagious. Once you hear the booing, and it'll be so Eagles-centric, that's why we get a bad name for booing. It's only because we've got 50,000 50, fans yeah. there, you know? Um, I'm very quiet at the footy. I don't believe it was. Uh, I'm sorry. That, that's in the breaks. In the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, Port, they're coming over here. They went down to the Tigers by seven points. No one probably would have picked that. Um, not even... Uh, Tigers fans probably um, but they get so close so many times and they never seem to get across there and when you just look at us we've had the wood against them in the last six or seven games but they've won 18 to 15 overall but let's go over the last few games in 2018 we won by four points when Gov kicked up the siren that was in the, the uh, last year Adelaide Oval but we won the one at Optus Oval by 42 points but the JLT, game that was, the JLT was at Leaderville. That was only a two-point. That was one Jetta? in the last minute of the game by Jetta. Beautiful in kick In 2017, it was his, um, Deja Vu. Shuey, we had that equal at end of period in the yep. uh, final, and then we had to go extra time. We kicked a goal with 13 seconds to go. Funny story, just quickly about that. I uh, got Foxtel, recorded that game. I was like, yeah. Went to watch the replay of that. All excited. Recording stopped after the game. I didn't get any of the extra <laughs> extra time either way, so I cut the end of the game off. <laughs> but then Port beat us by CB by 32 points. Um, but we've beaten him at Adelaide by 10 points. And the previous two before that were at uh, 2016 and 15, again in Adelaide. It was won by 8 points and 10 points. So it's always going to be a close game. And we're talking off air that we match up. These two teams sort of like have this little rivalry going, if you want to call it that, where they have always close tussles. Um, it's going to be interesting how this has played out because they've just gone through that. It's a six-day break. Um, it's going to be interesting how this plays out. Um, I don't know how it will, but it's going to be a close. It's not going to be a... Well, 
I don't think it's going to be a whitewash. Either I, way. I have a, um, you know, after 2014, we've just had the wood on them. Before then, it was the reverse. I I always feel nervous playing Port, and I don't know why. Because I said, even though they've been close games, we we win them. We we I should be almost arrogant the fact we've won so many. And after 2014, they've only won one. And I remember that was a game where. I'm amazed I remember these things. Uh, my wife worked, and we were winning. We were doing well. Got to quarter. I quickly had to zip out, pick her up from down the road when she worked at the local Chinese shop. Bit of useless information for you. <laughs> I come back, and I only missed like 10 minutes of the last quarter. And they were like dominated, and it was all in one quarter at the end. We just fell asleep, and they just destroyed us. Like. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, let's have a look at the... Uh Injuries for uh, the poor Adelaide side. Uh, Carl Amon, or Amon, however you want to spell it, he's got a test on his knee. He'll probably get named in the Eagles game, and he's probably lucky that big Nick, Nick ain't playing. Oh, I was going to say, it's the repercussions from that vicious <laughs> Nick Nat tackle. He's still feeling it. Charlie Dixon, he's out for probably the year with his leg. Who knows? Billy Frampton, he's suspended. Hartlett, Hamish, he, uh, he'll probably come in if they want to add some grunt around the ball because he's coming back off a hamstring. They might play him through the SANFL, I don't know. Um, haven't been able to get in touch with a couple of my poor Adelaide mates to find out. Sam Hayes, a young ruckman, he's out for four to six. Patmore, the young boy from Claremont, um, unfortunately did a knee, so he's out for the season. And Jack Wall. <laughs> Get it out. Jack, Jack Watts. Watts. His leg. Um, unfortunate for him because he was hitting uh, good form before he did that. I'll tell um, you what. I, uh, Sam Hayes could be anything, really. He could go away, but he's got I star him potential. In he was brilliant. Um, let's uh, talk about the match winners for them. Uh, you've got uh, your Brad Ebert and the Grey Brothers. They've been the major goal kickers. So they're keeping one of them or all of them quiet might be the key. Um, but for them to get the ball, you've got to keep somebody quiet up in the middle. So you've got Wines, Rockliffe and Boak, who Boak's permanently in the guts now. So he's having a great season. And maybe the results aren't coming the way that they want. They've got a good ruck combination in uh, Ryder. And who's that guy that used to play the Eagles? What's his name? Um, Sinclair. Sinclair? No, no, what's the other guy? Um, uh, yeah, Scotty Lyson, sorry. Um, so, yeah, they've got a good little uh, ruck combination in there. You've got... Young guns like Dersmer and Rosie. Uh, that Rosie, oh, well, both of them look pretty good to me. I think they've drafted really good there. So they're the guys that we got to look out for. But then you've got the Eagles, you've got your Sheps. And we're not going to go on about the Eagles list because we all know who's going to stand up or who has to stand up. Um, I can't see any changes except for Lewis Jetta coming in. Oh, man. And like you said... Because it was a hammy, will he come in? Because it's a six-day, I don't know. Well, was it hammy or calf? Well, I thought it was calf, but Simo said hammy. So, who knows who's lying again? It's the injury report. Yeah. Um, Could I, be a five-weeker. I've got a feeling that... <laughs> I've got a feeling that Leroy... Uh, Leroy. Lewis Jetta won't come in this week. I think they'll keep the team as it, as it is. But it's going to be interesting. Petrol probably needs to do what he does in that first quarter more often. In the game, he fades out a bit, but he's young, so that's going to happen. Mate, once he gets that consistency, yeah. we've got something special with that player, man. I'm telling oh, you. He, just being at the, oh, I'm telling you, being at the people that were at the ground, when he got the ball and you know, he fumbled it, you still had that because you could see the, you could see what was ahead. Yeah. And everyone was out of the seat. 
And I was like, I was sitting there going, I cannot believe this. Every time we got like that, yeah. the crowd just they get out of the seat. It's unbelievable. It's like, um, honestly, and I'm not going to pair him to Judd, but it was like when Judd had his first few games and he started picking up the ball and going for big runs. Um, they just anticipate that they know what he can do and he can burn them off. And the crowd, I think it sort of plays with him too. He gets it and he makes him go a little bit quicker maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. But... Um, I think it was who was it chasing him? Was it? I think it was Wilson. Wilson. Or Wilson. He was. Walters couldn't get. Oh yeah, it was Wilson. Wilson's quick, and, and he just quick and he just he shook his head. He just ran around him. Uh, the ball didn't bounce right for him, but he just grabbed it, seen by, and he just turned around, and ran. He didn't even go like when he was walking back to the. He center, literally ran towards goal, so he went where Wilson yeah. was guarding. He's just like I'm quicker, yeah. <laughs> and, and he took off. When the ball was going back to the center, I was looking at Wilson, and he had his hands on his head. He was just like, oh, what, what, the, the, "What the hell?" Because he did, he didn't even turn him <laughs> yeah. around. He's literally got the ball. Look where goals were, and ran exactly where Wilson was guarding he just ran around him he's just i'm quick i'm gonna run it's gonna be an interesting game the weather could play a big part in this because it's going to be one of the coldest days here in a long long time it's going to be wet they're expecting 10 mils of rain but that's early but thunderstorms late i can't even remember when the last time it was played in the wet we don't if, too often if, mate. If, no. if you go on our performances in muggy conditions like Brisbane and on the weekend, the June we mate, it's like wet weather footy and <laughs> our see we play a possession style of footy, so it's not going to be great if it rains for us, I don't think. I think if we can keep Robbie Gray quiet, I think we've got a long way of going to win in this game. It might. See, we don't change things up for the sake of changing things up. We like to be set. Brad Shepherd will go on Robbie Gray. Yeah, but I'm thinking if it's going to be a wet game, do you want to go into all with the two Ruckman? But Eagles, we don't like to make those changes on the selection table unless it's almost for, like forced. So uh, even though Waterman's a tall, he's a bit smaller and a bit more mobile, will they bring him in? Or like we touched on earlier, will Roth get rewarded and they just bring Jetter in for a tall, which might pay dividends in the end. But only time will tell with these things. Yep, yeah, well, well, anyway, it's going to be a good and interesting game. The Eagles can win it. They're going to be in a good spot for a launch into the finals. Um... Get onto Eagle Nation on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, guys. You can download the shows from there, or you can just go straight to any of the multitude of platform, uh, podcast platforms such as SoundCloud, which is our preferred, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castro, Castbox, Overcast, Wooshka. There's plenty of them out there. There's probably even more that I haven't. Uh, there's tuning. Um, also, check out the Podcast Central page. Uh, there's a new podcast on there called The Halfback Flanks. Have a listen to those guys. They've just done their first one. There's some young guys from down south that have done that. But the podcast page it offers port, uh, sports, pop culture, wellness, music, and technology. So if you can't get onto the Eagles Nation page, go there because that's where we'll have our shows. And as I said before, it's going to be good Friday football. It's the first thing that's going to happen in the state. So it's the first. Uh, it's going to be good. It's interesting. I think... Uh, it's going to be good for footy, and as I said, it's my new church, Doctor Stadium, because I like going there weekly. That's it. Um, and just quickly, I'm trying to push it on Twitter recently, try and get it on that platform a lot more than Facebook. So add me at Anne under slash underscore Mac 86. Um, also, follow you... it and just even share it yourself, retweet it. Let's try and get the podcast out there. The podcast is at Eagle Nation Pod, so jump that on uh, Twitter. Uh, it's also on um, Instagram, 
and like we said it's on facebook so try and get on there and push it around and um we're gonna get some shirts and stickers and hats made up during the year so we'll be giving them away soon too once they're made up so hopefully it's like the show guys uh don't forget to have a listen to the waffle report which is going to be a separate show from now on and next week um somebody might be in the show if we don't we'll let you know and otherwise we'll be back with the main three me dan and warren i mean dan and wayne <laughs> talking about myself in third person there oh i don't have to do that for mel out there now you did it for me i like it <laughs> so anyway guys tune in and um have a good time and let's go eagles Shepard to Hooker, leads the charge. Now Nelson, beautifully read by Shepard. 